Hello and welcome back, my bitches, to the Real Bitch of Bravo podcast with yours truly, G. Hey Wiley, the Real Bitch of Bravo, bitching about all things Bravo and getting as much tea as humanly possible. Now, who's ready to do some real bitching? Hello, bitches, and welcome back to the Real Bitch of Bravo. My next guest is insanely talented on his uh, Instagram and on his podcast, um, Rob, uh, Vander, Vander, Rob, I don't want to get it wrong. Vander, Rob, Vander, Rob, correct? Vander, Rob. Well, let's, we're going to, we're going to straighten it out right now. Vanderpump Robs, Vanderpump because my Rob. last name is Schulte. So no I'm using my last initial for Schulte. I love that. Vanderpump Robs. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, everybody, do, you do need to get on his um, Instagram page, actually, because I love it. It's very, very fascinating. It's very, and, and on top of it, your podcast is amazing as well. Um, I know that you just did a um, Mother May I Sleep With podcast uh, covering Buying Back My Daughter, which is a film that Ariana was just in. Um, she did this pri- um, during Scandival. She got, prior to Scandival, I believe, she got this role. Am I wrong on that? Yeah, I think what it, I, I can't remember if it was prior, but like it was like the first big announcement for her after Scandaval dropped. So right. she probably was in the running and then they're like, oh, perfect time to let everyone know. Yeah, to have her on there for sure. Definitely. Um, we got a lot to get into and not a lot of time to get into it because I know you're on a little bit of time crunch. Everybody has lives. I love all my guests that are just like, I'm so sorry. Can we reschedule? Or I'm so sorry. I only have an hour to give you. And I'm like, dude, everybody's got a life. Like, so I completely understand. I think just the fact that you're giving me your time is incredible. Um, I want to first start with news that just dropped today. We are recording this on a Thursday. It'll be out on Friday. Um, this just dropped today about, um, for those that watch summer house or sorry, for those that watch Southern hospitality and watch, um, real housewives of New York, old school and real housewives of, um, New York legacy, um, a little flirtation going on between Luann Deliceps and, um, Joe, Mr. Joe Bradley. Joe Bradley has said that he, him and Danielle are take are like kind of pumping the brakes on their relationship because they did move a little quickly. What did what were your thoughts on this when you saw this headline, Rob? Well, the the thing is that so Luann is an incredible woman. I mean, ups and downs. You know, I, I mean, incredible in every sense of the word. Right? Absolutely. Uh, Surprising. I don't know much about Joe Bradley yet because I am slowly catching up to Southern hospitality. Uh, and I am currently in the middle of Southern charm. I'm about to make that transition. And so him, I'm not sure about, but I think like the, I have no real qualms with like the age gap or anything like that, but this is something I would never see coming because it just feels like the Roni ladies are, avoiding anything below like the Midwest and into the Southern world. It feels like they are very stuck in their New York lifestyles. Yeah. I mean, if you watched, um, you know, her and Sonia, Luann and Sonia in, um, 
Oh, Crappy Lake? And Crappy Lake. They de- I mean, granted, so- Sonia, by the way, is one of my favorite housewives. I just, I love watching her. Yes. She's her entertainment. Get her back on my screen any way possible. Yes. I will watch Sonia Morgan and those letters till the day I die. Like, I think yes. that's incredible television. Um, She's the star that straw that stirs the drink. She really is, man. And it's so, but it's so good. She's so good. Um, and on top of it, she's not only is she good drama, but she's also a good woohoo, whoop it up, whoop it up kind of person, right? Like, uh-huh, I would party uh-huh. with that girl. Um, speaking of, who would you party with um, if you had to choose anybody? And we're going broad. Like, it doesn't matter what franchise. You can go to Vanderpump, you can go to Southern Hospitality, you can go anywhere. But who are you going to okay. party Okay. Okay. I would. This is very tough because I feel like I would want to experience what a party would be like with Shep just because he feels like a a wild human being and I just would never fit in. So I'd feel like I'd be watching like a nature documentary or something. (laughs) I Um, I have partied with Peter Madrigal before and that... You know, I've already done it, but I would do it again. So, quick question. So, you got to explain. You can't just drop the ball like that and then not explain um, partying with Peter Magical, which, by the way, Peter and I are of one mind when it comes to festivals. I've gone to Gasparilla. Oh, wow. And it is everything that you can imagine and more. Everything that Peter has talked about um, about Gasparilla in Tampa. It is. Yeah ridiculous it's so much fun it's only one day out of the year but it's so much fun it's hands down probably the best time i've ever had um going to something that i i granted had no expectations so like it was just uh sure. kind of my buddies like told me about it but they didn't i didn't uh-huh. look it up and i didn't yeah. realize like to the extravagance that this um that that the parade was that the end of the parade was the amount of partying that they do all day. Like my buddy and oh. I started at 9am. We didn't stop till four in the morning. So like tap that for what you will. It's a great time. <laughs> so I need to know what did you and Peter, where'd you, you and Peter party? Tell me what you can. Okay. So I'll give you the, the silliest version. Um, we, I had met Peter during lockdown when I lived in Brooklyn. We were doing like Instagram lives together and stuff like that because that's I, the podcast had been out for just a little bit. And, it, you know, this was a good way to connect with people. I had done like lives with Peter, like Sheena had come on the podcast, Danica had come on the podcast oh, wow. at that point in time. Like it was, it was just everyone was itching to do something, you know? Um, but Peter was the only person when I moved to California, I first moved to LA and he was like, Hey, I'm having a barbecue come over. And so <laughs> I, um, I, so I had this, I, I knew no one in town yeah. went over to Peter's house. He was cooking stuff. He had cigars going, you know, everyone's drinking, having fun. And, uh, like all of a sudden I turn around and there's Jesse, uh, from, sir eating a burger and we're exchanging dog pictures and stuff just a nice casual fun crowd like i met a lot he had like all of the servers over who like aren't really part of the show so it was like nice to just like chat with people have fun and then like uh, a few months later peter and i were like podcasting together and then we were like doing a spotify live and we wanted to just kind of have like a a chill hangout day where we're like, let's just brainstorm some ideas and we'll start by like going to brunch. And so 
We went to pump for brunch and had bottomless mimosas. And then he's like, hey, let's go to this other place I like, which involved more drinks. And he's like, let's go to this cigar bar that I love that I think that it's been on the show a few times. I forget what it's called. Oh, State Social. And, And then... The next thing I remember is like waking up on Peter's couch and him being like, Hey, we called your girlfriend. She's here to pick you up. Like, and apparently there are hours in between there that we just kept partying, like nothing embarrassing or anything like that. But like, it was one of those Sundays where it's like, it starts with bottomless mimosas uh, and And doesn't end with cigars, but it just, yeah, you know and Peter was there. He was with his brothers. Apparently, he fell asleep at one point, too. And his brother was just like, yeah, you guys were gone. And I was like, but we got some good ideas for the podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> that kind of <laughs> reminds me of the Toms doing shrooms with each other. And like, oh, yeah. this, this could fit in with the restaurant. This could be. I'm like, dude, no more. We're going to open our minds. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I feel like your you and Peter's ideas for the podcast would be a lot more substantial on the time that you spent for your Sunday fun day than, than the Tom's shrooming. I think you guys probably had an actual yes. day as opposed to the Tom's who were shrooming. And we also like had had non we had had like non drinking uh meetings leading right. up to this. So this was at least like we had somewhere to start. It wasn't just like give me some shrooms and let's yeah. just come up with ideas and stare at the stars. Yeah. Yeah. You had something prior to you had something more substantial. Um I mean I can talk to you about like Vanderpump all day, but um I wanted to uh, we'll save that for the next time you're on because I'm gonna have you on again. For sure, when Vanderpump comes on, hopefully you won't be too busy. Um, I know you're a popular guy, but you hopefully oh. won't be too busy. Um, also, if you guys ever want to do a Sunday fun day out here, I live in Hermosa. So oh. I would love for you to come out here and let's just do a Sunday fun day, um, especially in the summer. It's insane here. So um, I have a rooftop oh, deck. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, I have a rooftop deck. We can like rage up there like maybe have some drinks and like start and then we can go to bottomless mimosas if you guys want or if you want bring your girlfriend um you guys can have a day at the beach it'll be nice like you don't have to or most of that would be that would be a great place for us to do like a dual live show someday you know Absolutely. just like sunday fun day live show with both our podcasts and like both of our audiences could like yeah. intersect Combine. and then we get peter to come out to like be the master of ceremonies it would be that great. would be amazing i'd love that making shit happen on 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 the real bitch of bravo i love i love the i love the a the connection because i've had so many connections via instagram with content creators and with um, podcast hosts and everything but at the same time i've had like such great friendships and relationships via this avenue which has been so great also by the way um tower 12 is where they had that epic fight where james was drinking a shot or something and it was it went bad (laughs) so that's actually where i live i live like two or three blocks away from from that uh restaurant that they were at oh wow so i'm really close to the okay yeah i'm very very here we could definitely do a live podcast somewhere um on that pier for sure um, that would be so much fun. We got to yeah. plan that for like a, uh, 
Like almost like maybe a season 11 finale party or something. I, dude, I would be so down for that. I would love that. We'll talk. We'll talk more later. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. Everyone's yeah. getting the, they're getting the in on the ground floor of this yeah. idea. If they want to hear more, or if you want us to do this, make sure to leave a five-star review on Apple podcasts for real bitch or Bravo and Vanderpump Robs, and we'll do it. Absolutely. I, I mean, yes, please comment, share. Like I, I tell people to slide in my DMs. I'm like inappropriate Hell or yeah. appropriate. Do it, guys. I'm very okay with it. Um, let's get to the meat of everything. Okay. We gotta we gotta cover some of the drama or all of the drama, hopefully. Um, I wanted to start with Beverly Hills just because it's so fresh. I don't know if I I don't I do want to ask actually ask your reaction to the last um part of the reunion for um Salt Lake City before we move on. What was your reaction? Do you think that Monica deserved to get quote unquote, put on pause. Um, and do you believe that maybe she, or, or do you believe maybe she got, you know, she got screwed or she deserves this. I'm of a few minds here because part of me thinks when I'm looking at this objectively as a television show, right. That Monica might've been the best thing to ever happen to that show. Right. Like it was in flux. You know, season one was okay. Season two was a little better. Season three, no thanks. Um, season four, we've got Monica. Now, the thing that I didn't like about the reunion, though, was the burn book was stupid. It didn't like it didn't have the effect that she thought it was going to have, which right. you can't plan that. She tried to do something fun. They didn't, they didn't even like give her a like to stand on for that. But the problem is, is that no one wanted to admit that reality Von T's, like the intricacies of it, right? Like no one wanted to say like, yes, we know that there was more than one person running this and they wanted to just pin everything on Monica. And yeah, Monica had a part in that and it really sucks. And she was, you know, holding something and lying to these women that should be what they're frustrated about, right? That like she wasn't being upfront, she was being sneaky and snake-like and all that sort of stuff. But when it came out, they wouldn't even allow her to be like, you know, you said all those horrible things about Heather, this, and she's like, that was a screenshot of Jin Shaw saying those things about you. And I shared it because I was trying to take Jin Shaw down for defrauding the elderly and to make everyone realize she was a horrible person. Right. Is it how I would have gone about it? No, but I do understand what Monica was trying to say and they just weren't having it at all. And it reminded me a lot of the Vanderpump season 10 reunion where I didn't need to hear any more from Tom really like the he wasn't gonna say anything but there was so much screaming going on that like no points were getting across and the people who didn't even have a dog in the fight on the Vanderpump one were screaming more than anyone else and right. so I was a little let down by the Salt Lake thing because it was just so like the the punch in the eye, it's like, yeah, we all knew Jen punched Heather in the eye. Yeah. Like, and then we didn't get any more information either, right? You just said you were trying to protect her. What I really would have liked was a little bit more discussion on why you had she had such a codependent relationship with Jen, you know? 
Yeah. I also wonder like, what does she have? So I said this from the jump, um, you know, when they were having issues in season one, uh, Heather and Jen specifically, um, I was like, what? She must know where the bodies are buried for yeah. you. Because I don't understand this friendship where she's yelling at you the whole entire time and beating you down and you're just taking it. Like if you've known each other for yeah. this amount of time or whatever, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, I think for me, I was just pissed at the hypocrisy of it all. Right. Like I think, yeah. like, you know, and, uh, and again, what she did was wrong. What she like, she should have came up. Um, uh, Monica, what Monica did was wrong. What she should have done is told them from the get go been very transparent and just let it ride. Um, also, yep. but to conclude this thought, I think that it's just so hypocritical of Heather to be like, she lied and she didn't lie for like, th Monica didn't know you for years. You know, yeah. she didn't know you for like two years that this was going on and that she kept this lie. Heather has known you guys for four years and she kept this lie going for two for half of the yes. time. That she doesn't know one another with the exception of Whitney. So she and she's not the bad guy. She could have lost like she could have lost jobs. Like she could have there's so many things. Yeah, when when Heather like started like, oh yeah, maybe it was a producer who you know, she's yeah. like, you know, I was saying that jokingly. Well, Monica wasn't saying it jokingly that she told production yeah. she was part of the thing, and then everyone's like, Oh, well, you're you know, that's why she's not welcomed back is because she lied about this or she outed them or whatever the theory is. But it's like Heather legitimately, if someone would have latched onto her joke of how she got the black eye, she would have rolled with it. That's my theory. I think she would have been like, oh, OK, the people are believing this. And uh, yeah, that's what happened because she had such a weird relationship going on there. And it's just I feel like. This is another thing I was talking about with my girlfriend about Salt Lake. It's so different. And I'm like seasons behind on other housewife franchises, but Salt Lake is something that I have kept up with. Mm -hmm. And the, the weird thing about Salt Lake, and maybe it's the like conservative nature of like the Mormon community and like the religious community there. But the, the idea that I've, I said this, I go, I would never see the old Roni crew sitting there going, let's play a game. Who's not on your wagon? Like so many times they would play a game that was just obvious to like pick a fight. It's like, no, any other season, these people will just like say what the problem is and then like discuss it. Even if it becomes a huge argument, like they are like in arrested development in Salt Lake <laughs> where they have to like, like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do a burn book or we're going to play a game and we're going to do this thing. Who do you like least? It's like a slumber party on a lot of these episodes because they never <laughs> yeah. matured to a certain level of like social interaction. I don't know. Just a yeah, theory. I, I'm done with the games too. Like, yeah. Stop with the games. We're done. Like I watching, I think it was Beverly Hills or it was my, I don't remember which one, but every franchise does it. And it just yeah. it needs to go away. There needs to just be a, hey, guys, I just want to bring this up. Who like, let's get to know each other, um, which I think other franchises have done in the past where they've been like, I just want to get to know you guys and on like a deeper level. And that's what these dinner conversations are for. Let's just just bring up sure. one topic and everybody can talk about it. Right. Like, you know, yes, what's sexual pro pro proclivity or whatever the topic is to get to know them better. Like, you don't need to do a yeah. game anymore, guys. We're done with the games. Like, I think all of the audience of Bravo is done with games.
And I think that like there needs to be there's this weird thing going on in Bravo now, and I think it was happening before Scandaval, but was really propelled because of Scandaval that they're like, how do we format shift these shows? You know, it's kind of been the same formula, the same thing. Each show has its own way of introducing characters and doing its storylines, whether it's Southern Hospitality, Vanderpump Rules, Southern Charm, whatever. Like, how do we change the, like, change it, but keep it the same, right? And I don't think they've reached it yet. And I think the reality of Auntie's section of Salt Lake City, I, my theory is that, yes, it is a like production trying to force a scandal into something and it backfired on them. Mm-hmm. But I think they're, they're, they're returning the wheels and need to like give us a new housewives franchise that isn't, uh, rinse and repeat, you know, and yeah. maybe that's what they're testing out girls trip and crappy Lake and things like that. Even though I guess those are peacock, but it's all the same thing. Well, and they're also trying to do that. I think with the Valley, because they're actually yeah. doing real genuine friendships and real genuine, um, you know, conversations and stuff like that, that are going to come up, hopefully knock on wood, um, yeah. you know, in, in that series or in that, on that show. Um, Moving on, let's go to. Uh, oh, also, what what are your thoughts? Are you like how'd you like the trailer for the Valley? Oh, um, I hated it, but I'm gonna watch. <laughs> okay, I died because I literally had this conversation with my former co-host, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I sent it to him, and I was like, so what do you think? And he's like, I'm gonna still watch it, but damn, that's a bad trailer. <laughs> it's so. Here's the thing. Bravo has it in their heads that like we want Jackson Brittany back on TV. Don't get me wrong. Jax is amazing television. He's a horrible human being and but like amazing to see on Vanderpump Rules. That commercial, that trailer should have centered around Kristen Doty. But I think it, I think the whole show should have centered around Kristen and Luke. But I think it's centering around Jax. I don't know what the behind the scenes deals are, but giving the one line in the show, the trailer in the trailer to yeah. to to Brittany was madness. She so, she can't she can't she can't. So I will. So I'm going to stand up for them for like two seconds. And okay. the, only reason, the only reason why, and we can have different opinions. This is why, like, of I course. love the podcast because we can agree to disagree. Because sure. I I don't know if you've been listening to Jackson and Brittany's podcast. Uh, off and on. But he has changed. And he has changed because of Brittany. I like okay. I, I, I fully I fully think that. I mean, obviously, I think he's gonna turn it up for TV, but um, if you listen to his pod, he actually had this idea with Alex Baskin two years ago. Oh. So two years ago, him and Alex. Um, this is a free plug for Jackson, Jackson, Brittany's podcast, by the way, guys listen to it. Um, uh, two years ago, him and Alex, Alex Baskin, Alex Baskin, sorry, I keep butchering his name. They went, um, out for coffee or drinks or whatever. And like for lunch and, and had a discussion. He's like, I want to get back into TV. This is, I think this is like a little into like mid COVID or whatever. And he's like, I want to get back into television. What do you think? You know, it could be showing our lives now. Da, 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 da. And he's like, I think that's a great idea. I think you should totally come back, blah, 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 whatever. So like, that was the conversation two years ago and it's taken them this long to finally just 
get finally get them on television. Um, it, mm-hmm. It's like what when they say it's like quick, quick, slow, quick, quick, slow. It's like a hurry yeah. up and wait kind of a thing in Hollywood. So um, I get it. But they um, so that's why Brittany and Jax are at the forefront and everybody else is kind of like a side whatever in the trailer. Um, but to, I mean, to be fair, I do think like they are the bigger names out of everyone on this show. But I am way more excited to see Kristen Doty back on my TV than I am like Brittany or Jax. No, and I, I can totally get that. I'm excited to see both of them. Like, sure. I see her in a new relationship with this guy, but she's been, they've been dating for well over a year. So, yeah, um, it's not really new, I guess. Sure. Like, but it's, but I, I agree with you. I'm so excited to see Kristen. I'm so excited to see Luke and their dynamic with their puppies and stuff. I'm so excited to see Brittany and Jackson. They're trying for another kid, um, allegedly this year. So we'll see how that goes and what, you know, where that dynamic fits in. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm glad that Stassi is not on our television set. I'm not a huge Stassi fan. I never have. I never will. Um, even if she quote unquote um, said no to filming, I don't yeah. care. I'm fine with never seeing her again on TV. Um, so I, and I'm excited to look at like different relationships that they have. Cause obviously they don't just have the Vanderpump cast. The, those are not their only friends. So yeah, exactly. I, I mean, and, yeah. And I think that, um, you know, I'm I'm happy to be proven wrong, right? Of course. I I want like I understand why people still enjoy Jackson Brittany. I think that they just have an uphill battle, and that podcast or not, from what I have listened to, they do sound like they have learned from a strong portion of their mistakes. You know, in the past, I think that there is just. There is just so much going on in that dynamic behind the scenes that we'll never know on any of these shows, right? That I hope that it is just as good. You know what I mean? I hope I like I'm I hope I'm so excited. I just I have a little bit of trepidation, you know. My I'm at arm's length with the show, but I'm gonna watch and I'm gonna cover it on the podcast. So No, and that's the thing. I get it. I get everybody's in trepidation because there's I mean, there's an account literally for blocked by jacks you know yeah. what i mean like they're like so i i get where everybody's coming from with their like i'm gonna keep him at arm's length i get that i i'm not gonna lie to you though i've always been even though he's been you know in the past a shit person i've always loved jacks just he's, for the fact that he is great television he's fantastic like yes yeah. he yeah. was the number one guy in that group yeah because no, absolutely he made the most entertaining things happen on there Okay, so I only got you for another 15, 20 minutes. I'm going to let you go early, so that way you can, I know oh, you have stuff to do. I so, appreciate it. Let's go to, um, let's go to uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, um, really okay. quick, because Miami is really where the steamy stuff comes in. Um, Sutton books the group to a haunted mansion, um, and I wanted to know, outside of Barcelona and Rob, I wanted to know, can you smell spirits? because apparently erica can so i want to know if you believe in ghosts do you smell spirits but were you okay with this part of the storyline you look i love your reaction because it's like hilarious i was doing the same thing when i was watching it well i've only been able to watch some like longer clips and people recapping things on tiktok so far but like there is so much that i love about the beverly hills crew that the idea that they're going to go to a haunted mansion and then talk about like 
smelling spirits, whether that's alcohol or ghosts or what, like it is the exact conversation starter that I need on a housewife show, right? Like this yeah, is the, the spark that lights the fire, right? No, absolutely. I mean, it definitely shows you the quirks. I mean, like we all know that something's a little weird, but like, Name you know, them. Erica putting that out there as well. Like I smell spirits, but she's dead serious. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. And I'm very okay with that boogie woogie stuff. Like my sure. Family, yeah. Like my family's from Louisiana. So like, I get it guys. I yeah. totally get it. It's awesome. Um, I just thought there was a good little icebreaker, like funny thing. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. Even though I know that Garcella is probably freaking out the whole entire weekend that they're there. <laughs> um, then next we get to Sutton bringing Merce, a uh, very famous dance instructor's ashes um, out to um, Spain with her. And I want to know another question. Do you want to be buried, cremated, stuffed like Tamara Judge? And I'll explain that in a second. Or this is a new way I found of, you know, of cremating yourself is crystallizing yourself instead of cremating yourself. Um, and I'll explain that in a second, but Tamara judge was on her podcast and she said that she wants to be stuffed in every three months. She wants, um, whoever, you know, her, whether it's Eddie, whether it's, you know, her sons or daughters or whatever to change her outfit every three months. Oh God. (laughs) Way to, way to like give someone homework after you're dead. After you're dead. Um, so then now I'm going to explain the crystallization so that way you can make your decision of what you want to do. So crystallization basically is you, instead of getting cremated or burned, you're getting frozen at like negative 190 something degrees. They freeze your body and it crystallizes your body. And then it, then they break down the rest of the body and put you into kind of a cremated form. So it's less of, yeah. So it's less of your body weight than when you get um, cremated. And then I can be turned into jewelry, right? Something. So I don't, from what I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I like didn't watch the whole entire clip of the, I I don't expect you to, because (laughs) this is really creepy, but yeah, I like, I kind of thought, and I was like, how do they know? I wanted to like know about like cremation, but I don't want to know about this. Um, So I just kind of skipped through it. But um, from what I saw, because I thought it was fascinating at the same time, but I'm like, that's not what I want to do with my body, nah, nah. Um, <laughs> with my dead body. But so it crystallizes, but it still turns into sand. It still turns eventually mm. they heat it up and it still turns into sand. But it's just it's like ha- more than half the weight that it would be if you cremated yourself. Instead. Interesting. So you're, um, you're able to fit in that tiny box that um, Sutton had for everybody. to. <laughs> when I she think. One thing I've always came back to is like my mother used to work in before she retired, she was um, in kidney transplants. So she was kidney transplant nurse. So I always grew up with like, you know, uh, be an organ donor, make sure that you've got that part signed. So I always I want to donate my organs. And then I saw something somewhere that always stuck with me and I should probably get my affairs in order at some point. But um (laughs) It's like a cremation that also puts you in like the roots of like a a tree or something. So like you can, so your loved ones can like go bury you somewhere, but then like from your ashes grows into like an oak tree or something. And I always thought that was kind of cool because also in 50 years and that tree's huge, it'll be like, that's the haunted tree that's actually... (laughs) got Rob's soul in it or something it. like, and I think that would be 
that, you know, it's meaningful at the time, right? Like your loved ones are like, oh, we're doing this. But, you know, given enough separation, the children are like, this is the tree of the guy who died. <laughs> It'll be like the uh, Hollywood, uh, Halloween hotspot. Like yes. Your yes. ashes, where your ashes are, the Hollywood or the yeah, yeah. Uh, haunted hotspot. Um, okay. After, oh, so you do want to technically be cremated just sure. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I also want to be cremated, but when I die and I know that they say don't, you know, um, it's bad luck to whatever you're prepare your, yeah. your death or whatever. Um, but when I die, I want to be cremated and I want my ashes to go like into where I grew up, which is Manhattan beach. And I don't okay. care just anywhere on the beach. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And I want everybody to throw a rager. I'm talking like, Hell yeah. I, I, I don't care what the rager is. I just, all of you guys better be drunk. You better be <laughs> wasted. You better be on the floor at like noon and enjoying your life. Like I, like that's what I want. Um, oh, for oh, people. Yeah. yeah. Once I, once I pass away. So there better be a huge ass party um, when I'm gone. Um, last but not least, I'm going to go really, really quick into, I'm going to skip some stuff. Um, Erica's earrings. Yay. Good for her. I'm actually fine with it. I think that this is great. I wish that there was more validation. What did you think? Uh, um, yeah, I mean, it was sometimes these stories are just built up so much that no matter what ending we get, it's going to be okay. We found it. We didn't find it. We got them. We didn't get them, you know? So right. I wasn't moved by it. And quite frankly, like I said, I'm still catching up on TikTok. So I, probably, I think the impact was lost on me because I hadn't seen it. I saw the clips before I saw the episode, you know? Oh uh, yeah. I feel like if you saw the episode first, then you would have a different opinion. Yeah. On it, which yeah I think probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, next and last, Anne-Marie brings up Sutton's ashes, uh, uh, brings up at Sutton's ashes dinner, Sutton and her bearing the hatchet. And then she brings up prior to filming that Crystal Crystal told um, her that the women are unintelligent and they're um, very, uh, uh, what's it called when you, um, sorry, I'm losing my words right now. I didn't write this down. Yeah, it's um, all good. But they're very, uh, very on the surface, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, uh, they're just surface level and they have like mids to like, like they're ignorant. They're yeah. ignorant. Right. Yeah. Like, so, so the women, so the women in their confessionals don't deny this, but I think it's like when castmates just accept that that's just the way that the person is going to behave. Uh, for example, uh, the example I gave was Larsa and Alexia. Like, Larsa mm -hmm. just like, this is just how Alexia is. You can't argue with her. It's pointless because yeah. she's going to, you know, go off in her own little world, whatever. And, it doesn't matter if you argue or don't argue. It's just not worth it. Um, what did you think about the argument? Do you, are you like, damn crystal, or is this kind of just par for the course? I think it's a little bit of both because I think crystal's been on the show long enough now that like, she like, I don't want to say knows better, but she like knows what she's instigating when she tells someone something that's definitely going to get back to the other ladies, right? It's always going to get back to the other ladies. So I, I hate that. Like, you know, like even Rachel said it on Rachel goes rogue, like mm -hmm. the amount of self-production people end up doing when they feel like they're like losing their, their shiny spot on the show, like comes out even subconsciously. So yeah. part of me wonders, it's like, Crystal, you could have done anything like to, to keep a storyline going, but you wanted to like diminish people's intelligence or, or maybe inadvertently make people you work with 
feels stupid. Like that's or, you, you or are, appear stupid before or the, appear before, stupid. Yeah, before people even get to know exactly. This, yes. Women. Yeah. Like I, you're doing something that's that's gonna come back and bite you in the ass, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, which you would think three years on, but it's yeah. been three years, right? Like she would know. I think so. Bed. Like that. in her leather pants, three years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she has. You have to know. Maybe it's also because she doesn't really watch, um, other shows. I guess, but this like superiority complex, which I'm, I'm half Korean, so like I can mm-hmm. completely see that. Um, it also was shown in the episode previous that Crystal. Um, and her mom are a, were a hindrance to her brother and his fiance because his fiance felt like she could never do do right by them. Right? She was never mm. really accepted into the family, and that's. I mean, if you are an Asian son, like you're up there, man, because you're you're perpetuating the rest of the line, right? The bloodline. So like they're very traditional and like don't take my son away. He's this, da, da, da. it's hard. Like it's hard, especially traditional families that don't want to break the mold. Right. Yeah. Like you start feeling a type of way, especially when you're not the firstborn or the firstborn son in that situation. Yeah. No, it's just, I mean, God bless him for trying to go back and he's, they're talking about it now. And that's great. I think that yeah. it's amazing that they're talking about it. Um, I don't think it, it's as interesting. I think for a lot of other viewers, which but I, I think it's, inf- I think it is, you know, this is me being at arm's length because I haven't mm-hmm. fully caught up, but like being able to tell other stories is probably a good thing for Bravo, right? Like giving like a different audience perspective than just what they've generally gotten the last 30 years or whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe it's something that I don't connect with, but that probably doesn't mean the drama isn't going to be there. And then maybe I'm getting what I was talking about before where we're like, we're retooling we're reshaping, we're getting things that like, Oh, Hey, now I'm hearing something that's not the standard. You stole my Giovanni dress, right? Right. 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 Giovanni, Giovanni. Um, yeah. All right. So, um, that was the end of, um, Beverly Hills housewives. Then we want to go to Miami just really, really quick. Um, the large, here's one thing I got to tell you. Yes, yes. I haven't been able to watch Miami, so I would love for you to fill me in on the details and I'll give my opinion. Okay, so this is the only thing that I really truly wanted to cover because I think this is the one thing that is like very much at the forefront. Um, I'm excited. Was the Larsa and Alexia fight. Uh, Pretty much in the beginning when they get to Mexico City, they go like everything's copacetic. They're in the Sprinter van. There's actually not a fight really in the Sprinter van, which I was surprising. Yeah, I was impressed with that. Um, then they get out of the sprint. Well, they only had one hour from the airport to oh. to the hotel. I don't think they had, so they had to check to their Instagram and stuff the whole time. So yeah, yeah no. Well, I know that um, uh, Lisa was on the phone with her lawyer because she had to actually like she was in the back of the bus on the phone with her lawyer trying to figure out stuff because they were trying to come to a settlement or whatever, which obviously okay. probably didn't happen because yeah, that's who Lenny is. Um, I mean, that's a whole other, I'm kind of glad that they're kind of <laughs> reverting off of that storyline and we're hearing a little less of it because that's gotta be a lot a for her and B for like the rest of the cast to be going through. Like, yeah, you know, you've been hearing it for a year. Like we're, we're good. We don't need to continue. Yeah. Like, you know, just um, give me the update at the end. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Give me the cliff notes. Give yeah. Cliff yeah. Notes, which I guess that's a really old reference. I don't even know if they have cliff notes out there anymore. 
Don't worry. I am uh, an old podcaster, so I know what you mean. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, would you consider yourself a Xennial or a millennial? Or I think I am actually a millennial because I can remember a time before having a computer in the house. Okay. So but, I am- but I'm not a Xennial because I'm not... I never had cassette tapes or whatever they say that like in between okay. line is. So you don't know what, so if I told you what Betamax is, you'd have no idea. I do know what Betamax okay. is, but I never had one in the I house. Do. My uncle had a Betamax. Okay. <laughs> so did you, uh, so, I mean, we're getting a little off topic, but I, hey. cause I am a Zennial. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, barely, <laughs> but I, I am a Zennial and I remember a time where I remember cassette tapes. I remember having to record on the radio Yes. Yes. Same. Um, Maybe I am a Zennial. What's up? Maybe I am a Zennial because I'm, I'm checking these boxes too. Well, they say, so they say the actual definition. I had to look this up because I, my boyfriend is a Zennial and he was like, you are not a Zennial. You're, you're a millennial. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm like, (laughs) I know for a fact I am not. I'm on the, I'm not even on the cusp for most uh, definitions. But I'm towards the end of the year where like at the very bitter end where you can be a people and not. Yeah, yeah. So um, they say from 80 to like 70 something or 60 something or whatever. That's the that's the cutoff. Oh, well, then I'm definitely a millennial. Then. OK, yeah. And I, from 81 to like 90 something or whatever. Right. Or like because I'm 84. So I'll yeah, be, you're, you're a millennial. I'm a true and, millennial. Yes. And they also say like some definitions. They have it till 83, Oh, wow. Well, then, yeah, I'm smack but you're dab definitely millennial. millennial. You're 100% yep. millennial. 100% millennial over here. Did you grow up with the internet? No, I probably had... Like, did you grow up with AOL? I had AOL. That was our first internet that we had, was the disks and everything on my uh, computer that had cows on the box, whatever that one was. Dude. Um, you were definitely a millennial because I did not grow up with the internet. Like, okay, the internet yeah. was in its baby phases. Um, I remember my junior year. God, this is aging me. My junior year of high school was when the internet really was coming into its own. And um, my my history teacher, my U.S. history teacher, was the first one to use it. Mm, and yeah, the only teacher to use it. Nobody. Yeah, else. we didn't have we didn't have uh, internet in high school or in school until like a certain year in high school. But like our house got, got the it. internet once I was like in eighth grade or something. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, we went off. That's on- all good. I'm I'm all into that sort of stuff. I'll talk about that and oh, all day. There's great. By the way, there's great memes and stuff out there that basically say like, "Are you this old?" And then <laughs> and then it's like. It's the um, pencil rewinding yeah. the, the, the cassette tape. Yeah. Or yeah. Are you this old where you remember no seatbelts in the back seat or whatever? Are you that like or just riding in the bed of a truck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Last but not least, um, this is why I wanted to get into the Larsa and Alexia of it all. Um, Alexia says that she only gets invited to Larsa's events if there's a business angle, like promoting, mm. you know, Larsa's business. Um, Larsa says that she doesn't have a Todd to support her. And to her credit, Alexia says she doesn't know what Todd, like that the girls don't know what Todd gives to her, like what, mm. how he financially supports her. So for them to make that accusation, it's like not, 
it's not cool. Um, yeah. Martha comes back and she basically says like, it was a compliment. Like you have somebody that supports you and loves you and financially is there for you as well. I, I don't even have Scotty anymore. Like I'm done. Da, da, da. Like I have nobody. And then Kiki comes in and this is probably my favorite part of the whole entire episode. She comes into her confessional with a vibrator and starts wiping herself with the vibrator, wiping her tears with the vibrator and saying, ladies, I have nobody except for this vibrator. It's just me and this vibrator. And I had to pay for the vibrator. So the vibrator's not paying me. I'm like, give Kiki her mojito just for yes. that. Festival. Yes. And then like someone do a brand deal with her. Yes. Like, with, so for Kiki and vibrators. Yes, yes. Absolutely. You should be her marketing manager. Call me up, Kiki. I'm right? here. I'm just oh working from home. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, thoughts, thoughts just on that scene. Cause it's hilarious. It's great. It just, it made me want to keep watching the rest of the episode. I love it when someone on a Bravo show, like pokes fun at themselves, but in a way that's like, like a Ramona takes everything far too serious. Right. Yeah. And then when she has a little line on girls trip, you can tell it's been given to her by production and she's rehearsed it 20 times when right. someone can just come out with this, even if it is an idea prompted by someone else, but like make it genuine into themselves, like, and Hey, poke fun at me a little bit. I don't give a shit. Right. Yeah. Like that is what makes these shows funny. You know, like that's, that's why so many Bravo shows you could really consider like comedies, even though there are like intense drama moments to it. So I think that like the whole, like, what does this guy even give to you is, and then be like, Oh no, I just meant because I don't even have something that can be taken. Like, are you rationalizing what you said in the moment? But then to just have that, you know, talking head with the vibrator is, I, I love that. Those are the little like things you throw into Bravo shows that make them better than like the bachelor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, I mean, it definitely gives you like comedy relief. Like the bachelor yeah. does that at the end versus doing it in the, in the middle of the show, which yeah. you need that little break, right. Yes. From like, the serious, you need a comedic break in the middle to like yes. be like, okay, that was hilarious. It's now, like they always, they always taught me when I was in like acting school that, you know, the, the sign of a bad actor. And I'll just give the very cliffs notes version of this is when they like jump immediate to anger and then stay at anger because that's like, um, this is me showing emotion. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's kind of what shows just using the bachelor as an example is they get to one emotion and they stay at that emotion, the whole show. And then at the end, they give us that little like comedic clip. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with Bravo, you get these like dips and ebbs and flows where it's like, this is comedy. This is drama. This is sad. This is happy. They like keep you involved throughout the whole episode and season. Yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes, Bravo editors and producers, they just know how to make a show. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's just love them or hate them, you know, whatever your stance is, they just, they know how to do their job and they do it really well. Speaking of doing their job and doing it well, Rob, I have to have you on again because this was incredible. This was the most- Happy to come back. Seamless podcast I've ever had. I'm not saying other guests haven't been seamless, <laughs> but this is the most seam most seamless. You're all like- you're number one versus wow. like everybody else of seamless podcasts where like, I've never met you before. It's our first time meeting and it's just flow ebb and flow conversation. I love it. I love bitching with you. Um, this where can everybody great. follow you and um, your podcast as well? 
Oh yeah, please follow me on Instagram, Threads, whatever at Vanderpump Robs. Um, you can also find me on TikTok at Robs Robs. Um, and then yeah, listen to the podcast Vanderpump Robs on every podcast platform. Just Google it and you'll find it. Um, and then if you if they want to support the show, if people like Patreon, I do have a Vanderpump Robs Patreon where I give all of my podcast episodes without any ads as well as like video episodes and stuff. I understand. Maybe you don't want to jump there first, but if you listen to the podcast, you like the free version and you're tired of listening to ads for cars and beds and things like that, then, you know, for less than a Starbucks coffee, you can get every episode ad free. Uh, Thank you so much for having me on. And I will come back just uh, maybe mid season Vanderpump rules. We can do a, we can, dip our toes in and see how we're feeling about things. I would love that. I would definitely, yeah. I'm definitely a person that will jump back and um, reach out kind of. Please do. If you, if you know, you're open to that. So thank you. I'm super excited. Um, tell Peter Gasparilla is coming up soon for him. So yeah. be stoked. Yeah. Um, I think it's what, in two weeks or a I week. I think so. He always goes. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a lot of fun. You should go with him. It's great. I am no not any weather kind of, um, body so i will not be going back to gasparilla anytime soon but it's fun it's a lot of fun yeah awesome well i will i will send him this episode too and let him know this will um guys this will be promoted on my page um on instagram um actually i'm gonna start putting it on threads too because i never do and i just i always forget to post stuff on threads but on instagram i always post um so it'll be on threads it'll be on instagram follow me at it's i'm sorry for all the underscores freaking instagram wouldn't give me just the one word, but it's the underscore real underscore, um, bitch underscore of underscore Bravo. Um, I hate the underscores. I tried, I really tried to like not get the underscores. They just went into it. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. Follow me there. Um, and everywhere you get your podcast, this will also be promoted at the end. And thank you to Sandbar 66 for making our show ad free. So, um, if you're ever in Manhattan beach guys, go hit them up live music, blah, blah, blah. Great food actually under underrated food at sandbar but um awesome live music four days a week and that is all she wrote guys thanks so much for bitching with us rob i can't wait to have you on again mid-season it'll be fun thanks for having me this is great absolutely 